to the uh, Ocean Water Podcast. I have with me today, Corey Live. A little bit of a background about uh, my buddy, Corey. Corey's done warm-up and DJ work for over 15 years. He's worked with uh, Dancing with the Stars, America's Got Talent, American Idol. He's done some stuff with the Super Bowl. Corey's done a lot. And uh, that's kind of a professional background. I know Corey on a personal note. I know Corey live as Corey. And uh, he's my friend. And we've been a part of the same guys group for a couple of years now. And I just want to say thank you so much, brother, for, uh, for coming on and chatting with us today, man. Absolutely, dude. Good to be here. Good to see you in the midst of this crazy time. It's still good to connect as closely as we can. So thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Yeah, me too, brother. So um, when you're at home these days, as we've all been, and you uh, go to order some food, uh, where do you go and what do you get? Man, you know what's crazy? I have been cooking nonstop since I, I kind of have gone the opposite. Like there are a lot of people doing Postmates and Grubhub and Uber Eats, and I am Uber Eats to my household. So, so here's the deal. I got an Instant Pot, which is kind of cheating, but um, I've become the master at the Instant Pot, and, and I, I've kind of really, I've done chicken pad thai in the Instant Pot. I've done chicken tortilla soup. I've done baked potato soup, but the ribs and the wings. Wings are kind of my go-to comfort food anywhere in the world. Like if I really need to feel good, I'm a wing guy. I'm from the East Coast. So it's like, that's what we do. We have wings and watch sports. So, um, so yeah, but I've become an instant pot crazy person. I've also been watching a lot of like Gordon Ramsay and kind of trying to, trying to do what he does, which is nearly impossible. But I made a good fish and chips from scratch, which was pretty cool. So yes, I've actually probably cooked, I think maybe one time, we got like a Baja Fresh Burrito at one point, but for the most part, I've been stirring it up, man. But wings are my go-to. Wings are for sure my go-to. Well, we've been we've been we've been meaning to have a party at your house for a while, bro. So I'm gonna hold you up to those ribs, dude. Yeah, they're they fall off the bone, dude. They fall off the yeah. bone. Just don't tell anybody they're instant pot. I won't, dude. I won't. They sound so good. Um, so <laughs> so what what are you um what are you doing these days, and how did you get into it? Um. Pre BC before COVID? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so exactly. So yeah, I you know what? I, I, I kind of always I've always been a performer, so it's kind of always just been in my blood. And and like I said, I'm from the East Coast. I went to college in Boston and then came out here and started working in a theme park as a dancer. Cause I came out here with an acting degree, wanted to be a serious actor, but then I started doing I was just, I love dance, I love music. So I started dancing and I was a theme park dancer for a Nickelodeon show, then ended up hosting that show. Um, took me a lot of cool spots, got to do some really cool things, threw a lot of pies in people's faces and slimed people and did all of that. Did the theme park circuit for a while. And then that kind of transitioned to auditioning for, a, uh, to host a TV show, which I ended up booking for Fox Family and did 15 episodes of that one whole summer, which was really cool. It's called the Hi-Fi Room. And um, I mean, that was like, I was interviewing Christina Aguilera when she was Genie in a Bottle. Like it was like first days of these folks, which was crazy. Um, and getting to like interview boys to men, which was nuts to me, just like grew up loving them and getting to, to interview them was insane. So that show 
then got split because ABC Family bought Fox Family. So they lost some of their newer shows. That production team split up. They started a new show called American Idol, called me and asked if I would want to come in and warm up a crowd. And I'm not really a stand-up comic, but I love to talk and have fun. So uh, yeah, I went and did this holiday special for Idol with Kelly Clarkson and Ruben and Clay and Justin. And then they were like, we want to come on and do the season. So I started season three at Idol and ended up doing um, Idol for 14 seasons and then Dancing with the Star. Like, so then once I started doing that, other shows started to see me. So like Dancing with the Star, I did 22 seasons of Dancing with the Stars because they did two a year. Yeah. So I did 22 seasons of Dancing with the Stars, America's Got Talent, The Voice, Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. Then it just kind of like became a crazy thing. So then that transitioned to a lot of these companies who sponsor those shows like AT&T, Ford, Coke. They were like, this guy's great. How do we get him at our national summit or our regional president's, president's club? So then, then they found out I was a DJ, so that it was a two for one. I would come in and host their summits. I would get their 1,500, 2,000 summit winners fired up. I'd DJ their big events and then start touring the world, doing a lot of DJing for artists. I would open for non-ticket headliners. So a company like BMW or Porsche, they would, they would do a, an event for their company and hire Maroon 5, but they would need a DJ to warm up and kind of be their kind of opener. So they hired me on as the opener. So that's how I got to open for some great acts like John Mayer and Maroon 5 and just some cool cats and some really, really good people. And now the transition has taken another turn and, and I'm, I'm taking all of that, the 15 years of warm up, putting it in a book, turning that into a motivational speaking platform. And that's what I've kind of like, you know, post COVID or during COVID, I've been in it kind of creating my blogs and creating material and just coming up with content for writing the book and just this motivational speaking platform that I want to take virtual now. And cause I, I lost every gig through the end yeah. of the year. Yep. So every gig went away. So, you know, it's all about the pivot and how you do it. So sorry, that was a little bit long, but that's kind of the story in a nutshell. I love it, man. I'm, I'm been friends with you for a long time now and I'm, I'm really excited to read what you're going to put out. And I do think you have something to say and I think you're going to do extremely, extremely well. Thanks, I'm really man. excited. I'm really excited to see this, this next chapter for you, bro. I think it's going to be really cool. So like if, if current, if current Corey could talk to like, 20 year old Corey, what are, what are things, what are a few things you might say? <laughs> I think the biggest thing that uh, current Corey would say to past Corey is that you're not going to perfect anything. Um, I'm a perfectionist. So I, there's a lot of times I would hesitate on doing things because I, I got to wait till it's just right. You know, um, and I was listening to a speaker, I, I forget who it was, but, um, you know, they, they said, start now, like, don't wait till you're ready, start now. Uh, so I think that would kind of be it. And, and honestly, when I look back at the trajectory of my life, I know that God purposed it for a reason. I know that the 15 years of warm up, I, I mean, you know, it's really hard being the second person, being the person that nobody sees but everybody kind of feels your work because I'm getting 800 people, 1500 people fired up and then Seacrest comes on stage or Carson Daly or Tom Bergeron and they get all the credit. And so everyone knows my work. So I'm probably, you know, the most popular person that nobody knows. 
um, because they know everyone goal. else's work. That's a that's a great life goal. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's which is okay because you know there's a lot of pressure that comes along with sure you is. know being yeah. in everyone's feed 24 seven. So it's it's okay with me. Um, I but I think yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self is it's okay to to just dive in and don't worry, don't let don't wait for everything to be perfect because you know there's 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 not really any anything good that can come if you have something completely perfect. The 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 real work and the real um, uh, satisfaction comes in the process of trying to perfect something. And as you know, we never really perfect anything. No, no, we don't. So yeah, it's good, man. It's really good. Um, so a lot of a lot of uh, growing and keeping life interesting is staying, you know, curious about things. It's like one of my favorite questions to ask, you know, what are you, what are you interested in these days? What are you, what are you curious about? Gosh, you know what, honestly, like I have, I've never been a big reader, um, which is crazy. Cause like hosting and doing all of that and doing all of this stuff for corporate events, I'm reading teleprompter all the time, mm -hmm. but I've never been one to be able to sit and read because I get so distracted, but I have been so just interested in absorbing um, just, just taking in as much as I can from leaders and, uh, legacy builders in the world. So I've already, I've read five books during quarantine and I, you know, I'm, I'm not a reader, but I can't get enough of it. And, and part of that is also my time with God. I, I, I have really, I have really, you know, uh, I've dove into scripture really, I'm not the best at my script, my scripture. So I really want to, you know, just have that time with God and what does God want in my life, especially because I, I'm at the point where I want to build legacy. I want to build my own legacy. So where, where does God, how, how do I fit in with that? What does God's plan look like in my legacy building? So that is, that has got me like on a whole nother trip. I, I really, like I picked up videography and photography. I'm, 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 super curious of telling stories through the lens now and editing. Um, so it's just, I've spent hours just trying to, again, like that was one of the things that was like, no, this, this vlog is not perfect, but I'm going to publish it anyways. It's like, cause I, cause I'll look back after a hundred vlogs and I'll be like, wow, I was really bad when I started, but you yeah. see how far you've come, you know? So yeah. So those are the things that really pique my curiosity or, or what are leaders doing right now? How are leaders still influencing the world um, and then, you know, consuming books and, and picking up these new habits, you know, because I listened to a great sermon this weekend and it was, you know, and he said, practice doesn't make perfect practice makes permanent. So what are we trying to make permanent in our life? You know? And so I, I kind of had to shift priorities a little bit in that, but yeah, I'm that's, that's kind of where I'm at is, is telling a different story here in the second half of my life than I told in the first half of my life. I think the first half of my life, the story was all about me. Yeah. I was the main character. You know, I think we all get kind of caught up in that. We tell, we want, cause you spend that part of your life trying to accomplish these goals. You want to check mark those boxes for you. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I've, I've checked off enough boxes. Who, who can I help check off their boxes? So that's the second half. And that's kind of where my focus is now. That's great, man. I mean, just listen to you talk. I can, you got a lot to say, dude. <laughs> and it's good. You know, there's a difference between saying something and having something to say. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, and you've got something to say, so it's cool. It's cool to watch it come out. This is like, <laughs> this is not, this is great, man. So good. Uh, so, you know, what are, what are one or two things that, that you've, you know, maybe failed at along the way that stand out? Cause you're like, Whoa, I wish I, I wish that hadn't happened. Any, anything yeah. big, you know, a lot of passing on, you know, like advice is, is sharing things we, we blew it at. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Anything, I would say, anything stand out? I would say, I mean, everything I'm successful at, I failed at. So like, I, like, that's the thing is that, you know, and if, if you fail at something that you like, put it this way, if you end up becoming successful at something, chances are you failed at it, but you were passionate enough about it to learn from that failure and to move on. So like for me, um, I, I, I mean, I can't like think of like specific instances, but I know when I started as warm up that there, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing. Yep. Like there were times I got caught in the background of shots going like this, telling an audience to make some, like just waving my arms like a crazy person to get people to clap. And I've had, you know, directors yell at me. Um, actually I could, I could give you a specific, um, I, I was doing, early on, I was doing this show called uh, Rockstar. It was Rockstar in Excess. So Dave Navarro was the host and Brooke Burke was the co-host. And oh, in Excess, goodness. yeah. And in Excess was looking for a new band member. So it was basically, it, it was that, it was the idol slash voice slash AGT version, but it was like, they're looking for a rock star. So they, they were looking for that new, that new uh, front man for In Excess. And it was my buddy's show. So I was just helping him out. And I came in and, and they shot on a Sunday morning, which like for that crowd, like think of like, you know, you're like, it's a crowd like, you know, that would gather on Sunset Boulevard, like, underground like you're talking about the whiskey a go-go or i can't think of the other place on um sunset but like rock people you know what i mean you've got like in excess dave navarro like stone temple pilots like these folks so first of all when i came out on stage the the smell of alcohol in the room because of the hangovers that were happening this was sunday morning i swear some of those people in the audience did not go home after their saturday night they went straight to the studio so now I've got to get a studio to scream at 9, 30, 10 in the morning after they've been out all night going crazy. So this is my first day doing, this, doing the show for my friend and I'm filling in for my friend. And um, it was, I, I was trying to, it, a lot of these shows are shot 360. So it's almost impossible for you to not be in the shot. But I have to be in the shot. I have to be in eyesight of the audience so then, for them to see me get them going so they know when to clap and when to bring it down and all that stuff. And then not in the eyesight of the camera so they don't see me manipulating the audience in any way. And so I'm trying to hide in the crowd. I'm trying to get them going. And it was just a tough crowd. And at one point I'm, I'm running through, the, through it and, and one of the producers came up to, up to me during the show and just he just laid into me. Like, what the hell are you doing? You are the worst. You're absolutely terrible. Like, like letting me have it. Like, I can't, I mean, he was swearing at me. And I'm, I mean, I'm like, nice to meet you. Like, I'm Corey. 
this isn't even my regular gig. Like to the point where if it was my gig, I would have walked out. I would have walked out right there because no one deserves to be treated like that. And I'm working my butt off to make your show work. So, um, but it was my buddy's show and I didn't want to, to walk. I was like, you know what? I got to stay here. I got to just, you know, I got to take it on the chin. I got to be, I got to. So that was at the beginning of the show. So then I had to do two hours of a show after I just got ripped by the producer of the show, completely annihilated. And it was a Mark Burnett show. So it's, it's his whole crew, his whole team. And Mark Burnett does everything. Um, so I, you know what? I just, I went and I did it. I did it the best I could. And, you know, I just turned it around. I'm like, I, I can't. And so my buddy went to the show. It really, that one threw me off. Cause then I was like, I, why am I even here? I'm trying to get your people excited and I should be on stage hosting this show. Like I'm a better host than Dave Navarro. You know what I mean? I could be up there hosting the show. So it was a lot of pride involved and that kind of rocked me for a few months. My buddy went back to do the show and even like one of the producers came up and said, what was up with your buddy? Was he high on drugs? Was he drunk? And my friend was, was like, that's funny that you would say that because he's never done a drug in his life. And I, I know he didn't show up drunk. And then all of a sudden, like the cameraman that knew me from Idol, the cameraman that knew me from So You Think You Could Dance, the, the sound guy, they all were like, no, that's no, Corey doesn't. So immediately, like, they were all on my side. I didn't even know that. I just was like, that's, you know what I mean? But that is a long story to say that, like, there are sometimes, even in the midst of your failure, you have to just continue to trudge through it because it's icky and disgusting. But, man, I, I mean, after that, Mark Burnett called me to do the voice. Mark Burnett, like, it, it's crazy the turnaround on that when all of a sudden – he's calling you to do shows. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy you thought was high and drunk, but you can't hold on to that. Right. If you, it, it's just like, it's like a quarterback. You have to, you have to have amnesia because the second you throw a throw a pick, you've got to be thinking about the next touchdown you're going to throw. You think about the pick, you're going to throw another one. You're going to throw another one. So that the, the quickest thing you can do is assess the failure. Why did it happen? How can you prevent it from happening in the future? Should you want to continue down this path? and then hit the delete button, right? Get rid of it. So you pull those, pull the nuggets and get the, get rid of the rest. You sift through it. You know, you sift it, you grab the gold, you get rid of the rest. And it, it, apply, it applies to anywhere. If you're in corporate America, if you're in the entertainment industry, sports, it's just it. You sift for the gold and you get rid of the rest. I love it, man. It's so good. Yeah, we've all gotten our butt kicked a few times. But it's good to look back and yeah <laughs> try to figure it out oh it's it's good i haven't thought of that one in a minute man it's oh, been a couple good. Of minutes. <laughs> we've all you know we've all been i like what you said about being thrown off i've had that i've had that happen to me many times it's like you know, yeah so it's uh it's good to be reminded that we can um we can get thrown off and not but not thrown out it's good we can keep, we can yeah keep yeah absolutely we want to hang out like a little bit of a little bit of a right and um Let's talk a little bit about kind of the world of water for a minute and kind yeah. of what's your, thank you so much, by the way, for sharing a lot of your background. So interesting. Absolutely. All the different people you've met along the way and all the different circles you've had a chance to interact with. It's really, really fun to listen to. Um, so what, what would be kind of your understanding of like what's, what's happening in the world in, in with, uh, with regards to water would be like your understanding of that. Well, I know that, like, I mean, obviously, 
we've chatted since, you know, we're friends and we hang. I mean, we haven't talked into super crazy depths about it. So um, it's not that, so my opinion isn't like a, like super swayed by our conversations, but just knowing that um, A, water takes up the majority of our globe, right? So, um, and, and I'm sure you could speak to this, but there's a, a large percentage of that that isn't adequate for people. Um, it's, not, it's not adequate inadequate water supply. So while it makes up the majority of our planet, it probably um, lacks the, uh, you know, the health element that it needs all over the world. I know that there are spots all over the globe that are struggling. And to me, especially like, I mean, I love working out and I love staying fit and that, that kind of thing. But in, in the middle of all of this, water is the, water is the great reset button, right? Water is the ultimate reset button. Like if you're, it, it'll, you're not sleeping at night, drink more water. You're sleeping too much, drink more water. You're, I mean, water is the great reset button. And, and there are so many countries that don't have access to water that will reset their body. The water that they have access to actually makes it worse. So, and I think it's hard to, I think it's hard because obviously, what do you see on TV? You see people starving, they don't have enough food. You see disease outbreak, but water, you can, you can, you can survive on water, but for some reason, it doesn't get the headlines like, you know, let's feed the homeless, let's shelter these, it, and all of it's important, but I feel like water doesn't get the headlines it deserves. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, and you, and you, hit, you hit the nail on the head. You know, the, the earth is uh, covered with three, three quarters of water, and, and um, you know, and also the, the, water that we have in the world only about three percent of it's what we call potable and what that means is that it's drinkable mm. in the state that it exists in and so and for the most part those those um the places in the world where that water is available it's it's what well, it's already tapped as we would say it's, it's yeah already, it's already sort of tapped and taken and uh and the problem is is so so right now in the world you know there's about eight billion people right now the the water problem is about a billion person problem. If you look at population projections, so like in the next 30 years, we're going to add another, another billion people. It's supposed to be at 9 billion people by, by 2050. And the majority of the population growth is going to occur in the areas of the world where right now we have the most of the water problems. Mm. So for, for, for example, I was, I was contacted, uh, just a few days ago from a girl in Singapore. Mm. And, uh, my wife and I set up a Zoom call with her and we interviewed her. She's a girl named Candace. She's 25 and she had taken a trip to Papua New Guinea. Papua mm. New Guinea, few people know this, actually has the greatest kind of water access problem on the planet right now. Wow. Little known fact. So we're kind of working with her and praying oh. with her about how we can be a part of that solution because kind of the paradox or kind of the big problem of water is that the people who need it the most actually pay the most money for it. Mm. So, and it's, yeah, 
you know, it, as someone who loves God and is trying to love people, you know, we're really excited to step into uh, places and problems where we can solve people's, you know, access to water. And uh, yeah. as a surfer, right. my, dad started, my dad started me surfing when I was 12. And then as I started to do my, my doctoral work, I started to understand, wait a second, we actually have all the water that we need in the world. It's in the ocean. Mm. So how can we make that water available to, to, to people that need it? And then, and then as you start to study water, there's really two schools of thought. There's, there's people that believe that you should, you should charge uh, money for water. We want to people view water as a commodity. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's other people that view water as a fundamental human right. That's kind of my view. Yeah. And so one of the exciting things, uh, one of the reasons I'm so committed to these conversations is because, you know, water is something that, that's a solvable problem. And it's also something people understand, you know, and it's really easy for people to understand, oh, wow, we actually have all the water we need in the ocean. How do we, how do we do projects that can make ocean water available to people where they need it? Mm. So um, thank you for like chatting with this because, you know, <clears throat> change happens when we change the way that we think you yeah know? and and first first we have to raise minds we have to change the way that we think about things and and helping people to understand that you know water is a human right helping people to to understand we actually have all the water we need it's in the ocean and then helping people to understand how do we view water as a not as a commodity but as a but as a human right yeah and then and then how do we you know, so for example, in El Salvador, we've, we've installed a system uh, that turns uh, 360 gallons of ocean water every day into, into clean drinking water. And what that does, that system mm. provides water for 38 families mm. uh, in Palmercito. And as you start to do the research in the world, um, you start to understand that really the people in the cities and the suburbs are doing well, but it's, but it's kind of these pockets of the forgotten. It's like these rural yeah. areas and these these villages and these beach towns that are kind of off, off the track that that really need our help yeah yeah that's so it's really really um interesting when you start to look at it's it. amazing yeah that's amazing yeah it's cool it's cool too how i, I love having these conversations because every every good thing that's happened in my life has always come out of a relationship with someone and it's always come out of a conversation. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I really passionate, uh, passionate about that. And I love God because God always gives us a perspective for others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It's really cool. That's awesome. So, that is awesome. Yeah. Thank you, dude. It's really fun to have these conversations and I appreciate um, you just taking a little bit of time with us today, dude, you've, um, you've, done a lot um i'm i'm excited about your your next chapter you 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 at some point told me that i could call in a favor and you'd come dj something for uh so as soon as i find a um dude i'm on it i think i know i know i know you are you're you're a bro and as soon as we can find a date for our for our one year party for ocean water yeah um, come and uh, dj that'll be a lot of fun we'll get justin whose, whose photo you left up there in the background we'll get him down <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly 
Um, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, fundraisers, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's however I could contribute and, you know, hopefully, you know, some people start getting on the, uh, the track to wellness and, and getting healthier so that we could start bringing groups together because that I, I mean, like with everything, this, can, this, this only hurts the progress of your clean water project because yeah. without having the opportunity to come together with groups to, yeah. to, to brainstorm, to build, to create, to produce, to brand it, you, you know, you, I mean, Zoom is cool, but you, you need physical, you need to physically put these things in places. Yeah, you're right. I've already had to cancel two trips to El Salvador. I might have to cancel. I, I don't know. We're, we have a trip to Bangladesh we want to do in December. We have a site. We have a group uh, of people. We want to install a system. We want to help people start a church there. Uh, so, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm along with you, man. I hope that we're able to get together soon. And, um, but dude, are there any, um, there any last words we need to hear from, hear from Corey today, brother? What do you got for us? What, what, <laughs> what do we need to hear? What do we need to hear on the way out, dude? Well, you know what? It's, it's been a, uh, it's it's been an interesting time since March, but I really feel that the past couple of weeks have been a little more taxing on people. I think in March, people were like, okay, this isn't fun, but by July we'll be good. Yep. And now it's like, yep. we're, we're not even done with wave one and we're going backwards again. So yep. there's a lot of that, um, just that unrest that's beneath the surface. And that's just... I'm, I'm just talking about COVID. I'm not even talking about race relations. I'm not even talking about an election. I'm not even like that. Like, it's so to me, especially like what I've been thinking on, like for this week is um, don't talk about it, be about it. Right. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my mantra for the week right now. It's kind of what I'm, I'm kind of marinating on, which is uh, it's okay to talk about it, but you know, we all know action speaks louder than words. So it's, 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 it's okay to talk about it, but don't just talk about it, be about it. How can you be about it? So um, don't just talk about change, be about change. Don't just talk about, you know, living a healthy lifestyle, be about a healthy lifestyle. You know, if it means that you have to abide by certain rules, if it means you got to put a mask on, if it means you have to stay six feet apart, if it means you know, you can't hang out with people for another month. You can't do it, but don't talk about being healthy if you're not trying to be that, that way. So that's it, man. You know, and, and it's for everything. It's for everything you want to do, right? For all of your goals. It's like, you could talk about your goals and it's good and vision boards are great, but it's, it's not until you start being about it that they start to all of a sudden become tangible and you can, you know, you can touch them, you can feel them, you can hold on to them. So that's it, man. Don't just be about it. Don't just talk about it, be about it. And, and you're like a, you're a huge example of that because this was, this was the brainchild that you had years ago. And you said, you know what? I'm good, man. I, I got a chill gig here. I'm like, I'm in a good spot. I'm at one of the best places in the world. Um, but you know what? Like, you it wasn't for you you're you had to be about it you had to be about this water movement so you left that dude and you got into a super uncomfortable place where nothing is guaranteed nothing is guaranteed and going to these places these spots that don't have water they don't have a lot of things so you're going to places that yeah you're bringing water but like the resources to be able to build these these filters and these device like you don't have a lot of that 
So you have to really rely on God. So for you, like you are an example of being about it. So, um, so just keep doing what you're doing. And for those, those who are watching, you know, jump in and be a part of this because all of this stuff, all of it needs to be addressed. And, you know, we need to, we need to start, start remembering our neighbors and lifting up humanity instead of just, you know, one-upping our, you know, our garage and, and the cars in our driveway and that kind of stuff. So, so there you go. That's it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Thank you, brother. Hey, Corey, love you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank love you too, man. Okay. Have a good one, bro. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Thank you too.